Hey, everybody, I'd like to welcome you to this live event here on LinkedIn. And as you know, House of Bricks, I'm the founder and CEO. My name is Adam House. I also have a podcast called The House of Bricks that features top CEOs, NBA champions, NFL champions, doctors changing the landscape of healthcare. And I'm very selective in the people that I do expose my audience to. And today's guest absolutely belongs in that circle. He's got an incredible story. Uh, if you don't know who he is, you're going to learn a lot, but odds are you probably do. So David, I'd like to welcome you to the House of Bricks. Thank you, Adam. I can't think of a better house to be in this morning and for inviting me into that neighborhood of exceptional people that have a desire that they must be what they can be, which attracted me to this house. And what a pleasure it's going to be to share, hopefully, some stories and some lessons uh, to your community. Well, I know a lot of people like to tell their stories of the past, which we'll touch on a little bit, but I'm kind of shifting my focus on where do people want to be three years from now? Your past is a story that you can tell yourself and you can say, hey, I've gone through all this adversity and these are all of my problems. Or you can tell yourself all of these things led me to where I am today. And that is going to dictate the future me a couple years from now. So I know you have a great story, some things that you want to share with our audience. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. And I love that perspective of what I'm becoming because I give meaning to everything I see, especially my past. And the only limitation in my future is the meaning I give my past, the light, the love, and the lessons that I found in my life. And for me, I grew up in a world of not enough, a single mom, six kids who packed my dinner in a paper bag and worked two jobs. One as a second grade teacher, the other to fill up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards just so I could eat. And my only dream as a kid was to buy my mom a house, uh, to take away the only sadness or interference I had as a child, which was financial stress. And so that was my mission was to make a lot of money to buy a house for my mom. And as I graduated law school, as to get there, I always kept my options open. The only job I wanted was the job that would pay me the most money, whether it was a professional football player, uh, oil and gas litigator as I graduated law school, or a salesperson, whatever was gonna pay me, or shoveling shit with my hands, whatever's gonna pay me the most, that's what I wanted to do because I wanted to make money to put me into what I thought was gonna be a perspective of happiness and joy all the time without any financial stress. And lo and behold, instead of being a lawyer, I became a sales guy in nine months out of law school, selling legal research online, made me my first million dollars and I was able to buy my mom that house and move from a world of not enough to a very confusing, complex world of just enough, uh, where you give to receive and you don't understand the entire formula of abundance in the world of just enough. So you keep on buying things, thinking it's gonna make you happy, different things, more things, buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like in a scarce world, which led me to lose everything over a hundred million dollars while I was running Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, the most notable sports agency in the world. So not only was I worth over a hundred million, but I had access to what even billionaires couldn't have access to. Only the owners of teams uh, had access to what I had access to. And through that journey, I've learned not only for myself, but to empower others, to empower others, to make a lot of money, 
help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. In other words, to live in abundance, to live in a unified, infinite system of thought. So you and I are cut from the same thread. So I moved to Florida when I was 19, didn't know anything about business, had a couple hundred bucks, started a marketing company, turned it into a multi-million dollar business. And I reached the top of the mountain. I had a 3,000 square foot condo in Miami Beach overlooking Fisher Island and Key Biscayne, courtside seats to the Miami Heat sitting right next to Dwayne Wade and Shaq. And there was a moment when I walked into my condo, beautiful view, 27th floor, Jimmy Buffett was my next door neighbor. And I got down on my knees and I said, God, is this all you have for me? I've sacrificed my life, my family, all of this to achieve what? I've got you know, a great view, I've got great courtside seats, but I'm miserable on the inside and was, you know, neglect. I, I was a good dad, good husband, but kind of neglecting those responsibilities. And so you get to that point of accomplishment, but you're lacking fulfillment. And so how do you marry those two together? And it was around 2008 when that happened for me. And I think that's a very similar time for you. So in 2008, you mentioned you lost over $100 million. Can you walk us through what's going through your mind and what were your biggest fears of actually losing all of your money? The money never really was a fear of mine because I always made money. Nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire. My first exit was $3.4 billion in 1995. That was a big exit in 95. Uh, and, uh, then I was CEO of Samsung's phone division, ran the most notable sports agency in the world, started and founded with Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback, a global sports marketing company. I wasn't worried about making the money. Where my greatest fear was is the introspective fear that I had, the genetic and energetic inheritance that I had ignored from the time I was a child because I sat on the edge of my bed when my wife was going to leave me. When she told me that she wasn't going to stay around to see what was going to happen to me because I was not taking stock in who I was and what I wanted to become. And I told her at that time, I hated her. How dare you threaten me to leave me? Look around you. Who you think did all this? And as I sat the next morning on the bed thinking, I hate her. I hate my mom. I hate my dad. And I hate my best friend. And I was so full of hate. I remember thinking there are liars and cheaters, manipulators, oversellers, backend sellers. I can't stand them. How dare, how dare they talk to me this way? Have they no gratitude for everything I've done for them? The houses and the cars and the planes and the boats and the trips. And how dare they talk to me this way? And then I realized I hated myself. I was the liar, the cheater, the manipulator, the backend seller. And I took my wife's advice and I took stock in who I was and what I'd, I wanted to become, which is why I wanted to come here on the House of Bricks, because as you stated at the very beginning, you know, I get you've learned the lessons that I've learned. We run very parallel, even in timing of our journeys. <laughs> but it's really more about what are you becoming and how are you going to get to where you want to be by knowing what you want today, who you can help and who can help you and how best to get that done today to prioritize differently the meaning of your past and to no longer limit yourself with the self image of more. I need to be more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, but instead to share a perspective of I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. And let's figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it 
by identifying the fear and the reaction to fear in order to facilitate a result that I want or better by the behaviors that are aligned with the result, not bad behaviors aligned with getting what other people want, what's missing or what you don't have. And what you're saying aligns perfectly. And I appreciate you keep mentioning the house of bricks and being a guest in our house because we definitely welcome you here, but we use bricks as a parallel to life's experiences and bricks are heavy. You can either carry them with you and they weigh you down or you can lay them down and build a strong foundation. So every experience, every opportunity in life is an opportunity to learn, grow, build a foundation, and then move on to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And I know that you have three P's that you talk about. Can you share those with our audience? Because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there listening. They're either in the grind and have that collateral damage to themselves, the people around them. What are the three P's that you can talk about that'll give them some some inspiration and guidance? Yeah, well, I think the three P's that you're referring to, I have so many alliterations that I can throw out there. I hope it's possibility, probability and perspective, but uh, if not, we can figure out the other ones, passion, purpose, and and profitability as well. It was the second okay, one. Okay, good. I get, you know, yeah. I, I, I get teased by many from Tim Story, who calls me the spiritual rapper, to Clinton Sparks, who tells me I'm the man of threes that I can never answer a question outside of that. Uh, yeah, so passion, purpose, and profitability occurs through daily practices. And, you know, understanding the timeline of life, meaning that our past is infinite. And once again, I hate to throw up the house of bricks and why I want to be here, but you start off by saying, bro, it's not about the past. The past is infinite. The only thing that limits us in our past is our ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons, give meaning to the past, aligned with where we want to be in the future. The future is unlimited as well. It's infinite as well. Only thing that limits ourselves is the self-image that's created by the meaning that we give the past. There's only two fears, fear of the past and fear of the future, found either within or more easily found outside of us. And so when we understand the context of what is interfering with our passion, what is interfering with our purpose, and what is interfering with our profitability, all three being energetic in its nature, which carries three characteristics of, look, if we align our passion, purpose, and profitability, we'll aggregate more passion, more profit, and more purpose. It then will accelerate, which will appease human nature because as we've learned, especially with social media, human nature is to love instant gratification. And what happens is we're incapable of understanding or knowing results. Therefore, we quit on good behavior and we continue bad behavior. And then most importantly, when we look within the context of passion, purpose, and profitability, it's an energy that aggregates on itself. So we receive an exponential dose of it, an exponential dose. So it's not just every day I get one more. It's if I stay consistent, persistent, enjoying the pursuit of my potential, I get one more than two more than four more than eight more than 16 more. And it's incredible the outcomes, results, consequences that we get to experience through good behaviors in that trajectory. So in order to maintain the passion, purpose, and profitability, we need to stay present today and prioritize what's important to us by knowing what we want each day, who we can help and who can help us, and how best to get it done. You see, prioritization is the antidote to the interference. Prioritization is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed. Prioritization is the antidote 
to procrastination. Why? Because if we understand that our objective is this passion, purpose, and profitability, instead of searching for our why, what we're doing is identifying the fear, understanding how we react to fear and the patterns that are created in our life by the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. And then instead of resisting it, going over it, under it, through it, around it, lying to it, manipulating it, cheating it, just stopping, dropping down to center and ease, and then rolling in the right trajectory. You see, that passion, purpose, and profitability, can we can identify what we're doing to interfere with it by our emotional status. When our mind, our body, and soul are on fire, when we're angry, when we're upset, when we're offended, everybody knows when you're on fire, you gotta stop, you gotta drop, and you gotta roll. That's how we find the passion, the purpose, and the profitability in our lives. That's how we enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of our potential, what we want, by knowing what's important to us and prioritizing each day according to the meaning of the past in a trajectory or a direction, a divine direction to a future we want or better. Well, if that wasn't a mic drop moment with DJ David, so I want to see you get the turntables out and mix up the three Ps in all the different ways that you can. That was amazing. This should be a paid event. If we were in person, I'd be rushing the stage <laughs> right now because that. That is some good stuff right there. And one thing I tell them for entrepreneurs and business people, anyone in life, faith and fear, they coexist, right? And they're aligned with opportunity. And you have a choice to, they're both belief systems. You can either believe in, in fear or you can believe in faith. And they're both made up belief systems. You can't see either of them. So you have a choice to do that. But wherever there's opportunity, that's where you're going to have to make that choice. So I see them as coexisting. So the more fear I feel, I actually embrace it and turn that towards faith and believing the ability to accomplish uh, whatever it is I'm trying to do. Uh, without fear, there is no opportunity. And without struggle, there isn't any growth. I appreciate you sharing that with our audience. If you don't have a pen and paper out, that's probably why you are struggling and not growing because you're not doing the right things you need to do to learn and grow. You have an expert here that's gone through the peaks and the valleys of life. I know for me personally, success is a horrible teacher. It's through the failures in life and in the valley experience. It's, it's a dark place to be, but it's where you get the tools uh, to go and, and climb and the supplies to succeed on the next journey and the next mountain that you climb. So I know you're limited on time and very busy man. Sorry, not busy, productive, active, <laughs> active. That's what it was. So I, I'm removing the four letter word busy out of my vocabulary. He is active. Uh, you are, uh, have the sports and business background. I played semi-pro professional basketball. I love the parallels between sports and business. What have you seen in your career, just any parallels in business and sports and how, how they can work together? Because when I do have these professional athletes on or successful athletes, I tell them at some point, someday, you're going to need a resume. And uh, the shelf life of an athlete, it, you, you have a shelf life. You have to have a plan after, after your career because we see these athletes throw away all their money. They think it'll last forever. What parallels to our professional athletes out there that are listening? How do they translate that 
into business and continue their career after sports? What a great question. And it is definitely something that I deal with as well. Um, I'm still coaching not only Hall of Fame athletes, but current athletes, you know, like the Austin Ecklers and Michael Chandlers of the world and so many other great athletes. And what I love about it is the thing that taught me the most in life, as you stated, right? Pain is an indicator. You have a better place to be, a better position to be in. And for me, I was an under average, a below average college football player. But I will tell you that I learned more by being a below average college football player than any other thing I've ever done still to this day. And I just turned 56 last week. And it's because of two things that are common denominators of what sports does to parallel life. One is if you want to enjoy sports, if you want to get the most out of sports, no matter what level you are, what it teaches you is to enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential. So if you're a D3 letter tennis player, if you are, you know, a beginner in golf, whatever it is, if you enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your own potential, not worried about the Tiger Woods in the world or the Serena Williams of the world or, you know, the uh, Austin Ecklers of the world, who he didn't worry about, the Emmett Smiths of the world when he's playing D2 football and was six on the depth chart when he walked on at the San Diego Char or Los Angeles Chargers at the time. If you have that in you, your life, if you learn to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential life, that is one of the greatest parallels of sports that you can have. And the second one is the differentiator between the good and the great. And that is the common denominator of all the billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs, the celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. I've had the Playbook uh, a podcast that I had 1,700 or more uh, interviews episodes of it. I have had 4,000 interviews on office hours with these types of people. And they all have one thing in a common and it's what Adam has. He has a desire that he must be what he can be period. And those people who have a desire that they must be what they can be excel in sports, excel in life, and they excel in business as well because they understand how to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential and continue good behaviors, even when the results are pain, struggles, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. He knows and she knows they're being protected, promoted, and loved. They know that the shortening of the distance of resistance in our lives, paralleling sports in life and business, is between wisdom from mentoring, coaching, and teaching, and faith. And if you have wisdom and faith, then you will fill the space that exists between everything with more faith than fear. And you will shorten the distance of resistance in your life and you will receive greater results from the greater behaviors instead of consequences or coincidences or karma that you don't want by continually not being aware of the behaviors of today create the future of tomorrow. This just turned into a coaching session for Adam House. So now I'm fired up, I'm inspired. And I've started five businesses in five different industries, three of them with successful exits. And, and I'm learning stuff today. I know our listeners are learning as well. And so I appreciate you talking about 
that compound effect of doing the little things every day to make a big impact over time. Success is not an epiphany. It's doing those small things every day. And that's how you achieve the big goals. And so uh, I always tell people that the worst decision in life is to not make decisions. You have to, and it doesn't have to be the right decision. Decisions create action. That action creates feedback and it helps you make this better decisions down the road. It's just practicing and getting those repetitions of decision-making, and then you get more capacity to make better decisions down the road. And so, David, I want to thank you for being a guest on the House of Bricks. I appreciate your generosity, everything that you're doing, and trying to inspire. Is it a billion people over. to don't, be happy? Don't limit me. O over a billion. Don't limit me. Over a billion. So I hope this video, with you rapping, we're, we're, we could probably get to a billion people by Friday. So I appreciate you uh, joining and your contribution to what you're doing, your vulnerability and overcoming some of your, I don't call them failures, I call them learning opportunities. And you've learned a lot and have a lot of wisdom. And if I could speak some life into you, that you are inspiring a lot of people and the best is yet to come for you. I see that global impact and appreciate you being on the House of Bricks. Thank you so much. I want to offer your community as well. I will sign my book, send it to them, pay for shipping and the book. Email me, put it in the notes, david at dmeltzer.com. I'd be happy to give you connected to goodness. It'll be a foundation. It'll be a house of bricks you can build upon. David at dmeltzer.com. Adam, let's do more. Uh, I'm coming your way. So let's get together in person. Uh, look forward to it. And thank you for allowing me to be a visitor and hosting me in your beautiful house of bricks. Thank you, have an awesome day. Thank you.